Chapter Six of Carpenter's Geographical Reader, Africa by Frank G. Carpenter. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Betty B. In Algiers, we begin our travels this morning with a walk through Algiers, the capital of African France. We are in one of the largest cities on the African coast. It is an important port of the Mediterranean Sea. Our hotel is on a broad boulevard facing the harbor there are large buildings all about us containing fine stores restaurants and cafes on the ground floor with offices and dwellings above those huge structures nearer the water are warehouses the harbor is full of vessels the boats lie inside two walls of stone which enclose several hundred acres of water so deep that the largest ocean steamers can come in without danger the ships are all from parts of the mediterranean sea from the european ports on the atlantic and even from china and japan by way of the suez canal there are more french ships than any other for the chief trade of algeria is with the mother country notice the steamer now coming in the black smoke rolling in volumes out of its funnel that is the regular boat from marseilles it left there twenty-seven hours ago with its load of mail passengers and freight one of those boats arrives every day forming the chief connection between france and its african colony we stroll down to the edge of the harbor and watch the loading and unloading of goods there are ships from london taking off coal and others bound for that port loading alpha grass wheat cork dates and wines there are french steamers bringing in flour meat and fruit and smaller boats from spain italy greece and other countries about there is a sailing vessel from boston with a cargo of salt fish and a steamer from argentina with jerked meat to be sold to the inhabitants of the tell and the regions beyond it we can easily see that algiers has a large trade and that algeria is commercially important to the markets of the world turning our steps from the harbor we go on up into the city the streets of the lower part of it are wide and well paved the avenues are shaded by palms and there are statues here and there we pass the public buildings and then stop at the great mosque it is an enormous white structure covering several acres built about a court in which there are trees and a fountain the turban priest on the minaret is calling out the hour of prayer and we take off our shoes and walk in there are many arabs moors and other mohammedans inside some are standing some kneeling and some bowing their heads to the ground as they go through their prayers we notice that their faces are all turned the same way they are looking toward the east for the mohammedan always prays with his face toward mecca which is in that direction outside in the courtyard we see long-gowned men washing their hands and feet we make our way up the hill algiers is built in the shape of an amphitheatre its streets rising terrace above terrace the french quarter is down near the harbour the arabs moors negroes and other native africans live farther up their houses are flat roofed with white walls and with but few windows facing the street the streets are narrow some of them are devoted to the bazaars being roofed over with matting and walled with small stores in which men are sitting or standing selling all kinds of goods the shops are larger than in fez but nevertheless little more than holes in the wall and the customers stand in the street as they buy 
each branch of merchandise has its quarter one bazaar is devoted to the shoemakers here we see slippers and shoes some made of bright colored leather and turned up at the toes another street is taken up by the jewelers and in another men are selling the perfumery of which the mohammedans are so fond we buy some delicious attar of roses a drop of which will perfume one's trunk for a month and then go on to shops containing beautiful carpets and rugs stopping at a cafe to drink some turkish coffee which is as sweet as molasses and almost as thick as we sit we watch the strange crowd passing by we are at a corner where we can observe the people as they go in and out of the bazaars and ride to and fro the crowd is typical of algiers the meeting place of europe there are french soldiers in zouave uniforms and tourists from england and america in white suits and cork hats there are spaniards italians and french of all classes we see arabs in their long gowns dark-skinned bedouins just in from the desert fierce-looking berbers from the mountains and turbaned moors egyptians and turks every one has his own dress from that greek sailor in petticoats to the negro porter behind him wearing almost no clothes whatever there are women as well as men french ladies in parisian costume jewish girls in long straight gowns of pink red green or yellow moorish women so veiled that we can see only their eyes and rosy-cheeked berber maids with bare faces there are boys with shaved heads in gowns and skull-caps and half-naked babies carried along in the arms of their mothers leaving the cafe we go into the streets inhabited by the richer algerians the doors of some of the houses are open and we can look in they are built around courts in which fountains are playing and over which matting is often stretched to keep out the sun the floors of such houses are marble and the walls are beautifully carved the people often sit in the court and sometimes eat there about the court are the kitchen the bath and the storerooms the usual sitting or sleeping rooms are upstairs and above them are the roofs where the women go on pleasant days to take the air and to gossip and chat we do not see the mohammedan women they have their quarters apart from the men of the family and it would not be thought polite for boys to ask to go in this is the case in all mohammedan countries the faces of the women being seen only by their fathers and brothers or very near relatives the women always wear veils up to their eyes when out on the streets at home they take off their veils and usually go about barefooted or in slippers the children of the richer classes are well clad they are bright little ones and seem to have as much fun as we do algerian girls are often married at twelve or thirteen years of age and at twenty a woman is thought to be an old maid according to the mohammedan religion one man may have four wives but many of the moors and arabs have but one each leaving algiers we go by railroad to the city of constantine in the eastern part of the country travelling for miles through vineyards where the berbers are at work picking grapes and making them into the wine for which the country is noted much of the way is across a plain with ranges of mountains in view we see arabs ploughing the fields using donkeys mules and sometimes oxen or camels the ploughs are crooked sticks shod with iron and they appear small when drawn by the camels on our way through the mountains we look in vain for the numidian lions 
which were so famous in the days of old rome they were caught here and carried to italy for the gladiatorial shows the lion has almost disappeared from this part of the world the country is beautiful especially in the mountains we pass many natural wonders and when we come to constantine itself we look at it again and again for we have never heard of a city like this before constantine stands upon a rocky plateau at an elevation of eighteen hundred feet above the sea the plateau is only about two miles in circumference and it is surrounded on all sides by a ravine which is from fifteen feet to four hundred feet wide and in some places six hundred feet deep through the ravine a rushing river flows and the rock itself upon which constantine stands is connected with the mainland by a narrow isthmus much like the natural bridge of virginia iron bridges have also been built across the ravine and we ride over one of them into the city more than fifty thousand people live upon this rock and do business here constantine is the commercial center of eastern algeria although it is about fifty miles south of the mediterranean sea it is noted for its embroideries in leather its shoes saddles and harness and also for its hakes and burnooses of which more than one hundred thousand are made every year the city has its french and native quarters it has a strong garrison for it is a natural fortification and there are many soldiers marching about we call upon the governor visit the great mosque and spend some time in the bazaars buying curios to send to our friends we notice that good order is everywhere kept and cannot help contrasting the excellent condition of algeria under the french with the barbarism of morocco as ruled by the sultan End of chapter six